The night of eliminations is upon us. Plus, Nelson shows his loyalty. Tori tries to play both sides. CT is a cooking. The final is underway. And wait, what? We're back to teams. Oh my God, it's the Challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies episode 18 recap coming up right now. Hello, challenge lovers. Welcome to the challenge historian where we dive deep into all things MTV's the challenge past, present or future if it's happening in the challenge universe. And we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very much for being here with us today. On today's podcast, we are talking all things Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode 18, aka the finals part one. I am either the dumbest man alive, got completely tricked, or the challenge pulled a TJ level twist of their own on the audience because I was fully under the impression that tonight was the night that a champion would be crowned, that this was the final episode of the season, but no, alas, it was only part one, which, you know, can never complain about more challenge, but we will We'll talk about that decision here in a minute. We got the Night of Eliminations followed by the opening portion of the final challenge itself. Plenty to talk about with that and talk about it we shall. So much great stuff happening here. But before we do, programmer reminders as a house must always be kept first. We will be back tomorrow with our All-Stars 2 episode recap. So make sure you check that out if you are like me and most smart, sane challenge fans and double dipping in the challenge goodness right now. Then... Next week, I thought and even said as much on yesterday's review preview pod. Again, I may just be the dumbest person or have read the wrong things or saw the wrong things. I thought tonight was going to be the end and that next week we would be focusing more or less just on All-Stars moving forward. But that was when this season was going to end tonight and then it didn't. So next week's schedule looked just like this week's schedule with the Tuesday review preview of both seasons both shows followed by recaps for both shows as they air on Wednesday and Thursday final note as we get close to the challenge off season I know I don't want to mention it it's so sad to even think about but one season about to end another sneakily already halfway through I am uh, starting to think about and discuss and wonder about what the content postseason will be in the off season, if you will. I'm going to start posting some polls on the Challenge Historian Instagram to see what kind of content you all would like to hear covered in the time between seasons. You know, favorite seasons that deserve a deep dive, best of list, best player ever list, seasons from way long ago that we should go back and talk about specific episodes or moments or champions, this, that, or the other, those types of things. I want to know your thoughts, so make sure you are following us on Instagram at Challenge Historian so you can take part in shaping the future of this podcast. All right, with that out of the way, it is time to dive into this episode of Spies, Lies, and Allies. Episode 18, again, finals, part one. Thought it was the whole finals, only part one, but... It's all for the better. We get to see even more. We get another week of doing this pod, of covering this season, of watching this season. All amazing stuff. So we shall start with our Cliff Notes recap of everything that happened in this episode. Let's go. 
to the Cliff Notes recap. A lot went down in this 90 minutes of wonderful action-packed television. So let's quickly recap it all. Everything that went down plot-wise in this episode. Three, two, one, and we are off. It's the night of eliminations and cells are no more. Our final 10 line up and vote on one woman to send into the lair. They pick Amanda in kind of a landslide vote who then sticks to her word and her grudge and calls out Tori to face off in elimination. They play Drone Drop, a version of Balls In, where they have to wrestle a football from each other and into a scoring bin. First to two points wins. After literally carrying Amanda at one point, Tori takes the victory, sends Amanda home and herself to the finals. Then, the remaining nine vote on a male to enter the lair, choosing the last male rookie standing, Emmanuel, to go in, who decides he wants to see Devin in that lair. We get Emmanuel versus Devin. They are playing a game whose name I didn't write down, but it is three puzzles in a row, a la the free agents final elimination between CT and Bananas. Emmanuel takes a lead off the first puzzle. Devin is stumped, but even with Tori trying to help him on the second one, Emmanuel struggles. Devin makes a comeback. They both get to the third puzzle around the same time, and as they both try to find that final piece of that third puzzle, Devin figures it out, pulls out the win. He's on to the final. Final Emmanuel is going home just shy. The remaining eight spend their final day and night in headquarters thinking about what a win would mean for them and their loved ones before we head out to TJ's final. Once there, an individual race begins. It all starts with a puzzle of the world in the countries represented this season. CT and Tori get early leads into checkpoint number one, where they all have to board helicopters, jump out of that helicopter into a lake, swim some, then ride some more to a beach where they put on some running gear and head straight up a rocky hillside of a mountain. At the top of that mountain, we get checkpoint number two, a circuit puzzle that stumps nearly everyone for a good bit of time. Devin makes a comeback, finds his way, gets through first and then finds that the next checkpoint leads to a decision. It's time to team up once again. Two cells will be created. Devin, CT, Tori, and Emmy. One, two, three, and four to finish are the first four people there, and they all decide to join forces, leaving Nelson, Kyle, Nani, and Casey to join as that second cell. The episode then ends with TJ making it clear you do not want to be the cell that finishes the day in last place or else. And a hint at one final elimination to come leaves us on a cliffhanger. Whew. All right, so that is everything that went down. We got uh, multiple eliminations. We got half of a final, maybe a third of a final. Who knows how long TJ is going to make this. He certainly did sound threatening. That's everything that went down plot-wise. Let's now move into the next segment where we will go elimination by elimination, segment by segment of the show, break everything down, talk about all the major storylines, all the major plot points a little more in depth. So here we go. Alrighty, on to the storyline. So a little different than how we maybe do this more most weeks, but we're we're just gonna go straight through elimination number one, elimination number two, and the finals, the portion of the finals we have seen, because that's essentially the entire episode. There was a very brief moment back at the headquarters between the two, but uh, we're just going to go kind of segment by segment through the three events of the episode here and talk about them. So let's start with elimination number one. So 
they go first. We know it's the night of eliminations, and TJ announces, you know, two more people are going home. You can all stand in one line. There's no more cells. Everyone's up for elimination, and we are going to vote someone in. Everyone has their own individual vote, and we start with the women first, which was, well, it ultimately... I don't think wouldn't have, wouldn't have mattered in any single way. It was a little odd that, you know, the women go first, all 10 of you vote for that. Whoever then goes home, there's only nine left to vote on the second one. You know, it wouldn't have mattered having Amanda still there for the second one to add an extra vote. But it, I, I, I kind of thought as we were watching the first elimination, that it was going to be whoever loses here. Um, you're going to get to maybe cast a vote before you actually leave, or maybe both would be voted and both matchups would be had. Um, I, you know, getting ahead of myself a little bit here, uh, we will talk momentarily about whether they both should have been playing the same elimination game. And if they were the way to do that would have been maybe having both of the elimination matchups chosen before they reveal the game that they're playing. But who am I to second guess Any challenge production. So elimination number one, they vote on women. Amanda gets the vote, which very clearly, as we'll see the opposite of when it comes to the guys, there was no vet alliance to be had. There was one rookie man, one rookie woman left. And on the men's side, that rookie got sent straight in, no problems. On the women's side, not a vote for Emmy. And very clearly, vet alliance was not going to overrule the... (laughs) I mean, you can call it scared nature or you can call it smart nature of the votes. Either way you want to say it, it is what it is. It's smart. It's also scared, but it's more so the proper way to play it with respect to the queen, Amanda. Absolutely love you, but totally understand why everyone else up there, especially the other women are like, hey, two of us have to go down there. I'm looking around and seeing, you know, five people, none of which I really want to go against. So let's go with the least of the physical threats that, you know, Amanda has a good reputation puzzles wise, being an intelligent person, an intelligent player, but isn't one of those like, "Mm, are we risking if it's puzzles, she's going to win. If it's physical, she's going to lose. It was more of like, if it's physical, we all think we can beat her. If it's puzzles, we all think we've got a shot. So she gets the vote. No, No big surprise there. She handles it very well. But again, no vet alliance on the on the female side. She then calls out Tori, which I think of an action packed episode with a lot of big moments was uh, the biggest moment of the episode, even if it was eventually mute because Tori whooped her ass. um, (laughs) All things considered in the game. But uh, they went to the commercial break. You don't know who she's going to call out. And She's all season long, and I think the bigger hint is all all social media season long as the episodes have aired. Just knocked the mic over, got a little excited about this part. Sorry, I don't know what that's going to sound like on your end, but sorry if it was really horrible to listen to. I'll try to edit it out. But she, all season long on social media, is also, you know, talked, uh, we could, we might as well call it, it, talked a lot of shit towards Tori. Um, they clearly don't have the greatest of relationships. And so it was like, is she actually going to risk it and be like, I'll call out Tori. And if it's physical, probably game over for me, but like, I don't care. That's who I've, you know, talked openly about. I stole her spot on Emerald. I'm, I'm going to go for, her. and she does. So absolute hats off to Amanda. No, you know, 
as far as if she's really, if she's sitting there really, really thinking it through, like, all right, if it's physical, who do I want to go up against? Well, like, you know, with respect to Nani, who I also love, she's clearly the pick just because the other three are Casey and Dory. And then Emmy, who has proven herself to be in that top tier of beasts on the female side. Um, but she doesn't even, she doesn't seem to really think about it at all. Like, I'm not calling in one of my friends. I'm not calling in Emmy, who's a beast and who's been in here a bunch of times over. I'm calling out the person I don't like and that I have talked shit about and I have replaced in this game. And I'm going against my grudge and I'm going to Tori and hats off to Amanda for having the courage to do that. Unfortunately for her, they then play balls in and they don't call it balls in, but that's, that's what it is. Can't thank the challenge producers enough. I know, uh, again, we'll talk momentarily further about should they have played the same game, not whatever, but, uh, said on the review preview podcast yesterday, you know, um, wasn't exactly sure what I was hoping for as far as what elimination they could possibly play. Um, and the fact that we did finally, this is the first season in a couple now that we've got, we only got three of the four. I, I, to me, um, there's four kind of tier one elimination challenges. And those are the hall brawl, the pole wrestle balls in and not so fast. We did not get not so fast this season. I was really hoping we would, but we got balls in here as an added in really that's kind of the third one. As far as like just purely physical, we're basically wrestling, fighting each other. Those three balls in pole wrestle hall brawl are kind of the staples, the institutions of the challenge. And so to get one at this moment was amazing and intense and Tori absolutely dominates her, um, which was to be expected um, when you see the matchup and you see the game. It is what it is. Tori is an absolute freaking beast. And I don't know that anyone else in the house or any, not any, that's that's a stretch, but she's in tier A as far as anyone that could be on a season of the challenge right now where they would finish in this style of game, she is right up near the top on uh, the female side of playing this game. So no shame in Amanda getting getting wiped there. She goes home, and we will talk further about it, uh, I guess, in two weeks, because next week we won't quite do our season wrap-up since we have another episode of this season to watch. But when we do our season wrap-up, there's a very, very good chance that Amanda might very well take home the, the, the season MVP award. She carried this season so many different times so many so many different moments throughout the whole thing especially this final third that has been so 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 good again i feel so sorry for all the people that talked shit about this season and thought it wasn't any good and started to tune out and are just over there watching all stars only and not even having a care in the world and missed what has been an unbelievable last third of this season absolutely all-time stuff um Amanda has been right at the focus of it. She has been so, so good. Uh, one of, if not the MVP of the entire season. So it's tough to see her go, but so glad we got, you know, all the way to the second, the penultimate episode with her being there. She is TV gold. And more than anything else, the reason she is one of, if not the MVP of this season and was so good at this stuff is she is one of the people that it's talked about a lot by the Johnny Bananas of the world, the Wesses of the world, the Cara Marias of the world, um, some of the biggest names, the biggest OGs out there that haven't been on the last few seasons. It's talked about over and over that, yes, you are going there to win, and you know if you haven't ever won before especially or if your financial situation isn't 
as good as some of maybe some of the others that are saying these types of things. It's understandable if your only single singular goal is I just want to get cast one time and I've got to, got to, got to win and I'm not thinking about anything else. But ultimately, this is a TV show and they're there to make good TV. And there is a reason certain people get cast over and over and over again, even if they don't compete all that well in the actual show. And that is because they understand they are there to make good television. And Amanda is premier among those, top tops among those. She understands the the mission at hand. It's not just trying to win a million dollars, which she's definitely trying to do, but it is to make a good television show. And she does that in every single way. There's so many different parts of this we can talk about from all the season, which we will do on the season wrap up. But the easiest one, to, the most recent one to point out, I mean, actually, the most recent one to point out is right here, calling out Tori when she could have said Nani or something, and even if she loses or wins or whatever, it's not nearly as kind of climactic or eventful or anything or good of television as calling out the one she's been talking shit about. But even last episode, when, you know, the the guys, no one will say anything. No one wants to, in the nomination, and Amanda's like, can someone please talk some shit? Can someone do something? Can someone, this is super boring. No one wants to watch this. Can someone do anything you can tell she's in there being like we're supposed to be making a tv show people like i get that you don't want to go into elimination but someone say something someone do something that's worth being called entertainment she's just tv gold so more to come on her in the season wrap up absolutely love amanda thank you so much for everything you gave this season but she's going home also then on the other end of this very very happy for tori Tori gets the win. She gets some redemption versus Amanda, who stole her spot on her cell, who has definitely, you know, called her out a time or two throughout the season. And especially we we mentioned the beginning of this on our the review preview pod yesterday. If you listen to that, but if not, um, if you pay attention at all to challenge social media, you know, in the last 48 hours, uh, there was a video put out by Jemmy to launch her new Patreon on the back of spilling what was said to be tea about Tori and Jordan's relationship from, you know, a little while back now that we was in the public eye that we all saw both begin on this show and eventually end right off of this show. Um, And Jeremy posted this big, long video and said some things that became completely and utterly not true and unequivocally false because the two people that she was talking about, Tori and Jordan, both came out very quickly and said, yeah, this, 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 and this, not true at all. Here's the facts. Bum that we have to do this, that we have to talk about this out loud. But they they do that. And it was definitely, I, I commend... I commend everyone on these shows for living such a public life and especially, you know, even more so the ones that, you know, have relationships on these shows and go through messy, difficult times in life that for for anyone, not not on television, not having, you know, hundreds of thousands and tens of thousands of people on social media talking about it, going through something like uh, a called off engagement, a breakup, uh, a heartbreak that is so difficult. And then you add all of this public nature to it. That's horrible. And then someone comes out and is making a bunch of money on the back of talking about uh, your relationship and talking about it incorrectly for the most part. Um, and so uh, this this podcast has always been and uh, for, for the foreseeable future, uh, given everything we currently know, it will probably always be a big Tory Stan podcast. We love 
Tori here. I love Tori. I've adored her on this show since she came on on Dirty 30. Um, you know, everyone on these shows has good moments, bad moments, ugly moments, everything in between. Uh, that's, that's how, that's how humans work. And, um, I'm glad they were able to, as tough as it may have been, her, Jordan, speak up, tell, put the truth out there and hopefully put all this to bed behind them. But definitely just the timing of all of it, getting to see her go into an elimination and win, um, added, add a little bit extra. I would have probably already been rooting for her even as much as I love Amanda and want Amanda on every episode of the challenge possible, um, was definitely pulling for Tori and was a little bit more given, given what was going on in real time outside of the game. Loved getting to see her get the win. She gets the win. Then we move into the second elimination. So Amanda's gone. There's nine people left. Now the women are all in the final. The men still got to sweat it out. They vote. Their vote goes straight just for Emmanuel, the rookie. The rookie's going in. Uh, and with that, I think, you know, if it would have been similar to the women's side where there's one person they would have looked at as physically the layup, um, then maybe they would have went that way. But with it being, I, you know, I think Devin had just too strong of ties. He was the one you would maybe say would be that person maybe on the men's side, but I think he just had way too strong of ties. None of the women were voting voting for him. And most of the guys immediately were like, you know, once the vote's going that way, if it's not me, it's not me. And even CT chimes in, like, I don't think a Manuel's stupid enough to call me out. Good on him not doing that. Um, so Manuel goes in. Uh, Tori, the only the one thing I will say here, just a lot of praise for Tori just a moment ago, but uh, there will be a couple moments here where, um, you know, we're still, a, we're, we might be a biased podcast, but we still bring some objectivity to it. Uh, Tori, could have just said Kyle's name. I, I mean, I know, uh, you guys probably are friends and have a solid relationship, done some seasons together and this, that, and the other. But, uh, if you don't want to, you know, you can't bring yourself to say Devin, um, and you don't want to say a man, well, uh, call out Kyle, maybe not Nelson. I don't know. Probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. Um, so it doesn't really matter. And her and Nelson seem to eventually get over, you know, they have their nice little chat about what are you playing for, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but whatever, uh, the rookie's going to get it and the rookie does get it. So Manuel goes down. Then he calls out Devin, which I totally, totally understand. Now, the only thing I would say mistake that Manuel might've made here is that Amanda was smart enough and surprisingly did get a reaction from TJ when she says she walks down there after she got picked and says, well, what are, what are we playing? And TJ surprisingly does give her at least a little bit of info and says, we're not playing the game that's the the one they just played. We're doing something different. So at least lets her know it's something different. And in that moment, again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Who knows? Your heart's pounding in the moment how, how much you're actually being able to, able to think through this. But if you're told we're not playing the game, you know, that they just played, you've got to assume, well, you know, whatever else they're bringing in, it's not going to, you know, it's going to be a pretty basic setup here. We're not we're not building a bunch of contraptions here while all of us stand around. So you've got to kind of assume like, is it going to be a pole wrestle? Is it going to be just a simple puzzle? They bring in one podium. What is it? Whatever it's going to be. It's not going to take a lot of setup. Um, and so from a Manuel's point here, I totally get it. If he thinks, Oh, we're doing what they just did. Like he hasn't said that, but of course we are. We're doing the same game they just did. So I'm super fast. I'm strong. I'm going to call out the weakest physical threat and Devin come on down here and let's go. And you know, in that moment, again, maybe you think through it a little more. Maybe you take the route Amanda does and say, TJ, what? Well, 
are you willing to tell me what we're doing? Maybe he gives you a hint. Maybe he doesn't, but he just gave Amanda a hint. Maybe he would have said, it's not the game they just played. Maybe that would have given you something. Um, in the end, you know, hindsight completely on this one. I think I would have probably chosen Kyle or Kyle. I would have chosen Devin too, but I think there's an argument that he maybe should have just said Kyle and said, you know, I I think I can match up with them physically and I match up with them a little bit better mentally than Devin. And I've been working with Devin. So I want to respect that and this, that, and the other, um, but he chooses Devin. They play. I didn't even write down the name of it. All I wrote down was three puzzles a la free agents. Um, this was an exact, not an exact cause the puzzles themselves were different, but, um, a callback to the free agent season, season 25, one of the all time great seasons and all time great endings and finals. Um, when right before the final, literally at the final, which was the difference between the two, but they get to the final, they're like, Oh, we're about to start a final. And then TJ's like, nah, actually we're going to do one more elimination. And it ends up being bananas versus CT. And I believe it was Laurel versus Teresa. Yeah. Laurel versus Teresa. I know Laurel was in, I'm pretty sure it was Teresa, but they have to, I think they did four puzzles, maybe even three or four where they're on podiums and they had to do a puzzle, then go up to the next podium, do a puzzle, go up to the next podium, do a puzzle. This was very similar to that. You do one, then go reveal the next one and do it until you get all three done. Um, main questions with this. Well, first one, we'll talk about that in a second. First, different first one. How big of a lead did Emmanuel have after the first puzzle? Because, you know, they made it seem like he was way, 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 way in front. It, But as with the edits of all these, who knows whether that was, you know, was that 60 seconds? Was that like three minutes? Was that six minutes? Was that something where it's like, holy shit, you blew it, Emmanuel? Or was that just like, yeah, they did three puzzles and... You know, Manuel did the first one one minute faster and Devin did the second one 90 seconds faster and the third one 15 seconds faster, whatever, you know, like it's it's really hard to tell actually how close it eventually was. Uh, <laughs> Tori coming up another time here. Helping Emmanuel is, is a bit of a tough look. Um, and again, I absolutely love her and I'm so glad that she got this win and gets to have this moment tonight after the bullshit that, has went down the last few days on social media, but, uh, you know, if you're rooting for both people, you, I, I, I'm with, I, I don't know if I would have been as confrontational about it as Nelson was. I think I would have been a little more like CT of like, Whoa, what's going on over here? Like, don't you want Devin to win? Okay. You want both to win. Well, so stop talking like, you know, come on now, but I get it. You're, you're into someone, you, you know, you're proud of them, how far they've gotten in the game and you hate seeing anyone you like, regardless, you kind of, I'm sure I, I'm acting like I know what it's like to stand up there on the podium. I've obviously never been up there. Would love to be one day sometime, anytime. Uh, so Buna Murray, give me a call, but, uh, I'm sure, you know, looking down and seeing someone you care a lot about just completely blank and be like, I have no idea what to do right now. I'm about to blow this. You want to help them. So I get it. But, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough look and I'm surprised, you know, if this was anywhere, anytime other than the final, like immediately the next day, it's like, we're just getting ready for the final. This can all blow to the side. We can talk about it later. If this is just in the middle of the season, this is a big fucking deal in the house. No chance about it. Devin's, 
you know, whether it's completely forgiven and they're friends again or whatever, um, it, it's a big deal when they go back to the house. If this is, you know, the middle of the season, the beginning of the season, end of the season, anywhere that's not, Hey, immediately once it's over before we can even talk about the fact that I was trying to help the person you were going against, we're going to the final. Isn't that so exciting? Oh my gosh, let's get ready. You know? Um, so, uh, lucky for her that this, this is the moment that happens in, and it does seem based on social media content, they have, uh, more than forgiven each other. They are still very, very good friends with their shared duck Dave between them. Um, so good there. Devin earns his puzzle King title, uh, with his performance on the second and third puzzle. The first puzzle is very, very difficult. A color shape Sudoku, of you know, what is six by six, which I mean, that's tough. That's very, very difficult. Um, and so, you know, no, no, no shame there and struggling on the first one, but how quickly did the second and third huge, huge, uh, moment for him to earn that title. It definitely is one of those things in this game that it's when it's like, Hey, if someone's not a big physical threat, it's just assumed that they're going to say, you know, well, I'm good at puzzles. Cause you know, I'm not, I don't look like CT with my shirt off. So I'm good at puzzles. I'm the puzzle king or I'm the puzzle queen. Um, but that doesn't always mean they're actually are. It just means that like they, they clearly from physical appearance, aren't going to pull off the, Hey, I'm a lot stronger than you think. I'm going to actually beat some people in a hall brawler, a pole wrestle. It's like, the only thing I can say is that I'm really good at puzzles to try to scare someone to face me in a puzzle. And Devin has continually over his career backed up that he actually is very, very good at the puzzles. And it looked, it looked, uh, didn't look good for a moment there, but he got the job done. So he gets the win. Emmanuel goes home. Devin goes to the final Emmanuel, um, unreal season, very much hope to see him back. He was wonderful all season long, even if, you know, uh, I've seen some myself among them and others out there say, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of him in the first, you know, half to two thirds of the season, which is understandable when you have this many people on the show, this many new rookies you're and you know, it's, and he never goes in an elimination. Usually it takes, even if you're winning them, it's going into the elimination that gets you kind of the spotlight of an episode as a rookie. And so, you know, with all these other wonderful, amazing casts, there was a pretty actually unreal cast of rookies, even given how quickly they all went out in this game. I loved so many of them and want so many of them to come back more than I probably have in a long time with, you know, as percentage of a crop of rookies. I, I want a very high percentage of them to get another chance in this game. Um, so he never really got a ton of shine early on cause he was never going in there. He's just sitting in the background. His team was winning. Um, and, uh, but he proved himself. Well, he's an incredible competitor, incredible athlete, incredible dancer. He and Emmy just dropped or Emmy just dropped a new single with the music video. Emmanuel heavily featured in that called wolf go check that out definitely uh well part of it's in english so uh for those of us non-romanian speakers we can understand portions of it which is very very good the rest of it even if you don't understand language sounds amazing and emmanuel's dancing is amazing and the whole vibe of the whole video is it's a vibe to say that so go check out uh that wolf by emmy uh featuring emmanuel as a dancer he had an unreal season hats off to him definitely oh we're not going to name a rookie of the year until the season wrap up. We're going to keep some suspense going, but that's that. So he goes home. Devin wins. Tori wins. Amanda goes home. Final quick note here before we talk about the, the, the finale, we alluded to it a couple times, but I'm sure without having looked yet, there is going to be a lot of chatter on the Twitter and on Instagram and 
anywhere on social media and podcasts and things. I know I already saw a couple times. I saw Amanda immediately tweet about it as the episode was going on. I saw a few other people commenting on it very quickly about that they played two different games and that uh, it seems seemed very interesting that they the women played such a physical game and men played such a a literal puzzle, a stream of puzzles, and how much that benefited Tori and Devin, the um, who, uh, one way or the other, you know, have uh, been you know been on uh, recent seasons more than the two they were facing, and are definitely you know seem to have uh, favorable opinions amongst production. We should say which. Are deserved. They have very favorable opinions here. The challenge historian love both of them. They were the only thing that got us through rooting for that emerald cell, even if we were at times got very uh, annoyed as the cast seemed to be with the emerald cell. We, they still had two of our favorites and Tori and Devin on them. And we were still rooting for them. But while I will say unequivocally up front, they, they do not rig any of these things. I point back to, while I've always believed that, even with everything I'm about to say to follow this statement, I've always believed they do not rig these things for any specific players. And I will point to um, the uh, early in the season, I don't know, maybe it was week five or six, but if you scroll back a little bit on the the official challenge podcast with Tori and Anissa, they had, I believe his name is Matt Smith. It was a very super duper basic name, Matt, I think it was Matt Smith, um, but the EP of this season on to talk about, and they asked him straight up about like when fans say this stuff is rigged, you pick eliminations based on who's going in, and his response was like, you guys just have no idea, fans have no idea how far in advance all of this is decided, every single part of it, every single game, every single elimination, like way before anyone even gets there, sometimes before even the cast is solidified, let alone anywhere near who we know will actually be playing those games, and that the only time it changes is when something like when this season, when Anissa gets hurt, and it's meant to be, you know, they've already set up a two-on-two elimination game, but now they have to adjust in the moment and say, all right, well, if Anissa is going home, we only need a guy to go home so that everything else can stay the same and numbers can stay the same. So we have to figure out what the game we literally have set up in the layer right now. How can we change it to be instead of two on two, be one on one. So it's only a guy's elimination. And other than that, like nothing, nothing's ever decided once, you know, people are known or anything else, but saying all that and believing all of that, I believe, um, you know, that they do not fix any of these things necessarily to benefit any one player or another. Um, I will say uh, this is a, this is a true a Bill Simmons moment, if you will. Um, the very famous sports commentator, bat, the basketball guy, the sports guy, Bill Simmons, Ringer Network, ringer.com. Uh, he, you know, will, is, will famously say over and over about uh, the NBA, the NFL, all sports of, you know, I know it's not actually fixed, but let's talk about the conspiracy. That's how I feel on this one, because I know it's not fixed, but it's so easy to be like, you know, uh, I don't know. They, they, Tori and Amanda played balls in, and that seems to 100% favor one person. And then quickly they were like, but the guys are going to do three puzzles and too bad, Emmanuel, you're going against Devin. And uh, it's just a lot. But 
you know, I know, I know they're not doing that on purpose, but it, it, it doesn't always, uh, look that great. I know the show is not fixed, but sometimes it does sure feel like maybe there's a heavier hand, uh, being played by production than other moments. So those are the eliminations. Let's then quickly talk about the final. We get part one of the final. And again, we thought we were getting the whole final. Uh, I went into this thinking this was an 18-episode season. This was eight, episode 18. Um, I, I was a bit baffled. I guess maybe I should have been out there looking. Maybe, you know, they didn't actually ever say next week was the finale or whatever. But uh, I just always assumed once from the beginning, I I was under the impression it was an 18-episode season. That's where we are. But instead of cramming it all into one, you know, can't complain for more challenge content, even if... Um, uh, you know, I'll save talking next week about the, what I, I talked a little last week about why I was so excited for them to be like, Hey, 90 minute episode, two eliminations and a final boom, 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 packed into one. Here we go. And that, you know, sometimes the, the last episode of the season is the one, the least amount of people watch because they don't actually, you know, you know a lot of fans are not here for just the competition side. Um, and when it's the final episode, it's just the final, it's just the competition. Some people are just like, Hey, just tell me who wins. That's fine. Um, so I would, I love the idea of them packing all into one. They did not, but all the better. That means we get even more challenge content to come and even better. Once they said, or once I knew about 20 minutes before the episode, I saw that they had tweeted out, you know, part one, uh, tonight, I thought, shit, this is going to be two 60 minute episodes, isn't it? And then nope, Still got 90 minutes, hoping next week will still be 90 minutes. Milk it for everything it's worth. So here we go. The finals, though, we'd start start immediately with a puzzle. And it's a puzzle of the world, which we have seen once, at least once before, maybe twice before. But I know once before because it was the fine, the the elimination with Ed, Ed and uh, Emmy. Emmy's first of four wins in elimination this, this season. Ed and Emmy beat... And Kells and Tracy, they had to pick up all the pieces and put together a puzzle. And, and infamously, Devin yells out to Ed, it's a map of the world. Ed just turns around and is like, yeah, I know. I went to Harvard, dude. <laughs> like, calm down. I know what a map of the world looks like. Um, so we get that map of the world again. And the difficult part, although it seemed like at least the first few people had no problems with. I I got a little nervous when it was like it's a map of the world, but then you have to place all the country flags of from all the people that uh, were on this season. I thought people would struggle more with that than they did. They did not. Um, CT early lead, horrible sign for everyone else. Great sign for CT, but you get to a puzzle first. You're going into a final versus CT. All those other dudes have to be thinking that like you know there's if he gets a lead, it's over. We gotta, we gotta beat him every step of the way. We gotta find little wins here and there to make some time, and we especially have to start with a lead and to let CT waltz out of there. Not just the first guy, but first overall and first by kind of a decent lead. Um, they seem to be kind of lucky. On it, it's impossible to tell. We don't know the full rules, and it doesn't seem to have necessarily mattered. Um, other than just how you eventually get to the teams, this whole first section didn't your time didn't matter. So ultimately it didn't matter how, if he got ahead one second or 10 seconds or five minutes or whatever, but he gets out to an early lead CT. Then Tori follows him up the team up. We've been predicting all season long. Didn't it doesn't actually happen. I was 
the moment they met up at that next checkpoint, I was like, oh my God, all right, here it is. I've been saying it all season long. It's finally going to happen. Tori or CT, one of them is going to be like, hey, whatever, whether it's individual pairs, teams, like we do this together. We help each other. Here we go. Like we're winning. Didn't totally happen, but they do ride in the helicopter together. They're clearly kind of rooting for each other and have clearly strategized all season. So I feel like I got like a little bit of a win there. Um, They jump out of the helicopter. That's awesome. Make them jump way higher next time. Come on, challenge. You're the challenge. It's TJ's final. Um, They jump from like 10 feet above the water, which you're still jumping out of a helicopter into water. That's horrifying. But uh, I would have loved if they, or maybe just for one person, maybe just for Kyle or something, or maybe just for CT right at the beginning, be like, hey, CT, you've won too many of these things. You got to jump from 40 feet. Everyone else gets to go all the way down and just like crawl into the water. But uh, they jump in the water and then they don't have to swim very far, which was an interesting note um, was so far. The the most interesting thing of the whole final to me was when they jump in, I'm like, Ooh, they come, they about to have to swim super far. Is there about to be a kayak somewhere up here? They're going to have to get in canoes with two people. What's going down? And no, they have to swim, not all very far, like at all. And then get on the little I don't even, I don't know what they're called. The little personal propellers, little personal, it's not a jet ski, obviously, but the little, you know, the little fan that pulls you through the water by itself and you just ride on, which CT riding much slower than Tori as he calls out while on it. Like, oh man, I feel a little insecure about this. Like, am I just too heavy still? Like, why are you going so much faster than me? Um, but they basically just jump in and then ride on the thing. So they get to the next checkpoint, uh, basically in the exact same order they got to the first one because they didn't really have to do anything other than just ride the little thing. Uh, at that checkpoint, they put on their running clothes, put on their water bottle packs, and they got to run up a hill. And I, I don't want to say a mountain only because we know they're eventually going to go to a higher peak, but they run up the first portion of a mountain on loose rock, which is very, very difficult. Um, they're it, it looks grueling. It sounds like they're a lot of them commenting on how hot it is. And this is the part we should mention. We did not mention on the review preview podcast. And we should have, we kind of skipped all of the aftermath stuff. Um, but outside of aftermath, they did put forward some clips over the last week on the challenge, YouTube, um, some shit you should have shown type of, I think that's what they were calling it. Although it wasn't nearly as good or juicy as the old school shit they should have shown episodes that they used to do. I would love for those episodes to come back. Uh, But uh, on that, it was revealed that Casey has a broken toe at this point during while running the final. I forget when it exactly happened, um, but it was alluded to in the last episode or two. And then in the shit they should have shown clips, Casey and Nani are talking and openly talk about the fact that Casey has a full on broken toe in while running the final. And that is once you know that information, it's way more apparent why she's just not moving as fast. Like the puzzles are one thing. She doesn't do that great on the puzzles in this, but she's not moving very fast at all compared to what we would expect from her and assume from her and what we have seen from her before. And especially running up a, a loose, a mountain of loose rock after, you know, going down with the injury on last season's final and that costing a final that, I think he, she and Fessy would have won hands down if she doesn't go down with a torn MCL or ACL or whatever the hell it was. Um, so you could already see, you could see why she would be a little apprehensive, a little more careful running up that. But then with a broken toe, that's, uh, 
I mean, you're not running period on a broken toe, obviously, because it's excruciating, but then running uphill on loose ground, you are literally just dancing on your toes. You're trying to be so careful and just a big, a broken big toe. Unbelievable. So hats off to her for even doing this. Uh, Nelson beasted up the hill. He is clearly hands down without a doubt with respect to CT who has gotten himself in fantastic shape. Once again, Nelson's clearly in the best shape of all these people by a long stretch, male, female, anyone, not just in this final on this season. He's ready to go. He blasts up that hill. He's having the time of his life. He's yelling. He's whooping. He's hollering. He passes CT, and CT tells him, you know, hey, like, calm down. There's a lot to go. Nelson doesn't care. He's just so happy to be in front. They get to the another checkpoint, another puzzle. It's a circuit puzzle. Definitely the hardest one they've had to do. Devin proves his chops once again. He gets it done very, very quickly, and in all of this, eventually, the the timing of everything, the only way it matters is who can get to the team up first. And we end up getting the first four people join team. And the biggest moment of all of it was CT. CT comes in second. Devin gets there and, you know, he picks his favorite color. He doesn't have a choice otherwise. He gets there. He picks his cell. CT comes up. And I was very surprised. Not surprised that CT chose to go with Devin, but surprised that he didn't take a little bit longer, maybe even wait to see who came up next and maybe like think it through with multiple people. But he's immediately like, yeah, I want to be on Devin's team of these three. Did that mean to me from thinking from CT standpoint, does he just want to be on Devin's team or does he not want to be on Nelson or Kyle's team? My thought going in was that he would want to be on Nelson's team out of those three of any of them to be like, Hey, you can run the best, carry stuff the best, all that, and you are going to shut up and listen to me when we do puzzles or anything. So if we're a team, we're the best combination possible. He goes with the pure brains and brawn. We'll see if that backfires in him. And then Tori and Emmy come up third and fourth. There's no choice. There's no choice to be made. The moment Tori walks up, it's like, yeah, obviously I'm going to CT no matter what. And my friend Devin is here too. So great. And then Emmy comes up. She's obviously going with Uncle CT. So no, you know that no no uh, surprises there. And anyway, and then we that's where the episode ends. Uh, we have the two teams. We find from both what TJ says as well as then the next week on. Um, sorry, if you're someone that doesn't like the next week on, maybe hit that 15 seconds ahead two, three, four times here real fast. But it is made very clear. TJ says in the episode, you know, don't be the last sell to the end of the day. Whatever the end of the day is, uh, this is obviously going to be a two-day final overnight but it's alluded to both by him saying you don't want to be the cell in second place at the end of the day and then in the next dime on we find out there's going to be another elimination and while it's not 100% clear I could be long it sounds like it's going to be whichever of these two cells finishes second place by the end of day one those cells are in elimination, the guys and the girls, and that two more people will be eliminated, and then three guys individually, three girls individually will run this day two of the final one-on-one-on-one. Um, and uh, yeah, with that being said, Devin, you may not like being on CT's team anymore because if you guys don't give first, you got to go into an elimination versus each other, and while you would think it's automatically a puzzle, just to be fair, we have seen... You know, on Total Madness, they did this, and it was a very weird who can jump and hit a bell faster in the snow, bananas, and Rogan elimination. But 
Uh, it's no guarantee that it's going to be some puzzle. So that's where we end the episode. That's where we end this very, very long segment of this podcast. Let's quickly, we're not going to do all of our normal awards. We'll do a couple quick ones and we'll, we'll put all the awards, the power rankings, the predictions all in one mega segment here to wrap up this pod. Alrighty, so we are only going to hand out three of our regular five awards. We're going to skip the best and worst strategy. There wasn't a ton of strategy this week, you know, Amanda picking Tori and Emmanuel picking Devin, whatever, um, you know, both solid choices, fully good reasons for both of them. And otherwise, there wasn't a whole lot to be said this week, I guess, picking teams at the end. But again, kind of straightforward reasons and uh, straightforward picking of teams. The first four went together. The second four went together. So. Uh, we're just going to do our best moment, best quote, MVP, and then talk power rankings moving into the second half of this final mission. Best moment first for nominees. There was, you know, plenty of great moments, just the wins themselves, the, you know, finishing puzzles first in the, in the final, all those things are great moments, but the four that get votes or nominated for the best moment of the episode. First one, Tori carrying Amanda, literally she throws the ball out in front of them. She goes to try to push Amanda off, get up and go to it. Amanda wraps a leg around and Tori's like, you know what? Whatever. I don't care. I'll just literally carry you. And Amanda kind of realizes like, well, I want to go towards the ball in the goal too here. So I'll just hang on as well. And literally carries her across the whole layer to over to the ball before dispatching her and scoring and winning. But that was an amazing uh, moment. Then we get second nominee, TJ's send-off of Amanda. Very, very sweet. Everyone, uh, TJ included, recognizing Amanda's contributions. Vast, large, massive contributions to this season. Sending her off to go be the world's best mom possible. That was all lovely and very heartwarming moments. That's moment number two nominee. Number three, the Casey Nani montage. Them on the cabana celebrating together, going to a final, both their third final each. Casey third in three tries. Um, and getting a little montage of them all season long. They have both very much been in the background all 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 season. Um, it is a consistent kind of knock on Casey of a plus athlete, a plus competitor, a plus in the sport half of this, but is, you know, that big brother mentality of just sit in the background. Don't cause waves. Don't talk. Don't, don't do anything other than just like dominate it, dominate it when it needs to be dominated. And that leads to not a lot of action from her on the actual show side, but so we haven't got all that much from this wonderful, beautiful romance all season long, but the moments we have have been amazing. And I really, really loved and appreciated getting to see this little montage and getting to see them celebrate together, making this final together. That's a pretty amazing thing to have been in the car at the beginning of the season coming in with 36 people or however a huge number of people that they had and saying like, let's get to the end together. How amazing would that be to run a final together and then actually doing it? So Hats off to them. That was a great moment. And the fourth and final one then is Nelson. Um, the entire moment of him sitting in the tub. He's made himself a little ice bath in the tub, and he is talking to his legs. He's pumping his legs up, talking to himself of like, we got to be ready. We got to go. We got to do this. Tori comes in, asks him, you know, like, what are you doing this for? And he gives the whole explanation of, you know, I made life 
my mom had, you know, has and had a tough life. She's always worked two jobs. She's done everything for me and my family. And I love her so much. And all I want to do is bring home this money. And I want to open her her own salon with no, you know, no strings attached, no pressure, work one job, you be the boss, you be in charge of it. And you have, you know, give her the life that he feels like she's given him, um, especially since he, as he says, it was a complete knucklehead of a kid making life even harder on her than it needed to be. Loved, I loved the self-talk to his legs while it's just him in the ice bath. I loved his explanation. I loved hearing in the backstory, and I just love Nelly T. So that's your fourth nominee. That's also the moment of the episode. For me, that was my personal favorite moment of the episode. As for best quote, also four nominees. First one, Emmy sets the whole scene up for us so well at the beginning of the episode, the night of elimination. She announces uh, via confessional that it is the night of eliminations. It's one more big step before the finals. So let's hear that quote from Emmy herself. Don't get too comfortable, Agent. You have one more big step. The night of eliminations. Welcome. Then next quote, we've got Devin, the first of two Devin-nominated quotes. When sent into the layer, asked how he is feeling about being in there at the last bit, he says what so many of us fans believe, and that is that this is the greatest game on earth. Even when you are put in the position of possibly going home, you've got to know that, you've got to believe that, you've got to respect that, so let's hear Devin yell that out himself. Devin, how you feeling, man? This is the game we play, TJ. It's the greatest game on earth, and I'm ready to go, baby. Love it. All right, then... We've got uh, alluded to before, but CT, as he's running up the mountain, he's way in first place, and then suddenly Nelson is passing him. Neither one of them totally knows where, what's the direct route to wherever the hell they're going, but Nelson gets in front. Nelson's, you know, whooping and hollering and so happy that he's now in first place, and CT lets him know, hey, buddy, let's just relax. We've got a couple days of this, so uh, I will make sure the volume is turned up high so you can hear it because it's kind of in the background of actual app action happening. But here is CT letting Nelson know, hey, calm down, buddy. You might be in first just for this moment, but it might only be this moment. Low early, buddy. Chill. This heat is beaming on me, and I need all the time I can get. I'm winning this season for not just my mom, not just my fans, not just my friends, but for myself. It's about that time I put myself first. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then fourth and finally, Devin, as he gets the circuit puzzle first, he heads out to the next one and via confessional says, you know, I've done what I need to do. Now I need them to continue what they do best. And what would that be that the rest of them do best? Devin, let's hear it from him himself. Your boy's back, the puzzle master. Now all I need is for the rest of these agents to continue what they do best and be idiots. Y'all better hurry up. We don't give a love. It feels like, you know, four worthy nominees, but we got to give to one of Devin's two, you get two of the four nominees. You got to get the win. And for this one, we're on, we're in midway through a final of the challenge, which I do believe is the greatest game on earth. So we've got to give it to Devin, the greatest game on earth. Wonderful quote. Um, and you know, 
an episode this late in the season, part finale, you don't expect a ton of great quotes. This is kind of when it dies out. It's just all game, all glory, all sport. Um, so to still get some good quotes in there. Love it. Devin gets a win there. As for episode MVP, Amanda certainly gets some votes. Uh, loved her send off. She's again, we'll talk a lot about her on the season wrap up as one of the MVPs of the season. Tori gets some votes for the win. Nelson gets some votes for having the best moment and just, uh, you know, standing up for his friend and Amanda, this, that, and the other, but Devin wins the episode MVP. If there's gotta be one for part one here, but you know, he gets the win. He proves himself on the puzzles three times over. He has good quotes throughout and he makes another final. So Devin is the episode MVP, but is he at the top of the power rankings? Let's quickly, we now officially have one more episode left for this time. This time we're sure there's only one more and there's only four men left. There's four women left. Where do they stand as far as the power rankings are considered? Let's do the men first. And with that, we know, you know, it's going to be teams here for a minute, but then it seems all, all signs point to once, once we end the day, uh, the first day of the final, we do some eliminations. There's going to be three individuals left on either side of this, whether they, you know, pair up at times or whatever, however they do the final part. It does feel like there's going to be one male, one female winner. So on the male side, I'm going CT, Nelson, Kyle, Devin. Most of that based on I still think CT is going to win. Um, and just with the way the teams are split up, if, uh, if CT and Devin have to do an elimination versus each other, I'm taking CT. Sorry, Devin, respect, but I'm taking CT. And uh, that just makes that's what makes me kind of slide Nelson to Kyle in the middle of those two in the rankings, but I do think it's anyone's game. I mean, I think, you know, uh, one of them is going to have to go home and I assume even whoever wins the elimination is at some, some slight, if slight, maybe more time disadvantage going into day two, who knows? But I like, I like CT's odds. I like Nelson clearly in the best shape. And then Kyle and Devin certainly capable of pulling the upset, but they're in third and fourth on the female side. For, I don't know if it's the first time all season, but Casey's been in that number one spot for a damn long time, if not every single week. I'm putting Tori there now. I think her team's a little bit better, can maybe avoid that elimination. I'm going Tori, Casey, Emmy, Nani. I feel like if Casey and Nani have to do an elimination versus each other, maybe Casey's like, hey, I want to let my girl go on. Maybe Nani's like, I want to let my girl go on. I think she has a better chance of winning. Maybe the the toe injury, who knows? Um, but I feel like I feel like Tori's in the driver's seat here. And otherwise, you know, I, I see it's a very fair matchup and is gonna I think a lot of this is gonna come down to who has to do the elimination and spare some extra, you know, who either goes home or has to spare a lot of extra energy doing that elimination or possibly having that time advantage. So we got Tori, Casey, Emmy, Nani, our final four power rankings on the female side, CT Nelson, Devin. CT Nelson, Kyle, Devin on the male side. As for our season-long predictions, final thing here, a couple updates. First off, we are now officially on the season. We are, let me get down here to the right spot, nine and four with two left. We made 15 total predictions to start the season, and then as the season went on, we added season-long ones every single episode up until episode like 16 or 17. We only got four of those wrong. There are still two in play. Those two would be CT is going to win and Nelson is going to win. Obviously, both of those aren't going to happen, but I feel very good that one of those two is going to happen. 
But we got nine right, including on this one, we got to add 100% certainty. Nani doesn't see an elimination. And the final challenge would be individual, not in teams. We got that right. And then also CT and Tori will end up on the same team for the final. They do end up on a team for part of the final. So both of those kind of feel half right, but we're given full rights. So nine and four with two left. Feel like we're going to end up 10 and five, which is a hell of a record one way or the other. Even if it's nine and six, and if Devin or Kyle pulls out that win and Nelson or CT doesn't, Great season prediction-wise on the season-long ones, not so much on the Tuesday Review Preview episode-by-episode predictions, but feeling good about that. Feeling great about the end of this season of the challenge. So excited to see who wins. Does CT go back-to-back? Does he increase his resume, start to really make it a 50-50 comparison between him and Bananas for GOAT? Does Nelson get that first win? Man, we hope so. Does Tori get that first win and really stamp her resume in this game? Does Devin show that even a self-admitted at times layup can bring home the win off of strategy and puzzles and just being great? (laughs) Does Casey finally third out of three times make a final get that W? You know, does Nani, after all these years, all these seasons, another finals, does she get that elusive win? So many storylines. Does Emmy pull off one of the all-time greatest rookie seasons ever? Man, Kyle on it with a kid. I mean, every every single person left has an amazing storyline to speak of. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing finish. I can't wait. We will be back again next week. Uh, unbeknownst to us coming in this week. But we will be back next week to talk about that final. We are done with this episode for tonight. So we'll be back tomorrow first with an All-Stars 2 recap. Then again next Tuesday for a review preview of both shows. Probably a lot more All-Stars focused on that review preview because we kind of skipped it yesterday thinking this was going to be the final episode of Spies, Lies, and Allies. But we'll still touch on this and then back next Wednesday night with that Spies, Lies, and Allies finale finale recap. Thank you so much for being here. As always, hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you are listening. That helps us a lot, and that helps you make sure not to miss any of the fire content coming your way. As always, follow us on Instagram at Challenge Historian. Again, we will be posting some more polls in the next week or two coming up to see what the input is from you, the audience of, do you want to hear best seasons ever best eliminations ever best players ever do you want one specific season deep dive episode recaps one season wrap-ups do you want me to interview people one-off cast members one-off production members one-off do you want me to have people cast members come on that one specific season just to talk about that season so many options we're going to be putting a lot of polls up in the next few weeks so follow us at challenge historian on instagram to make your voice heard in that and with that thank you so, so very much for being here listening tonight. I will talk to you again tomorrow if you're watching All Stars next week, if you're watching Spies, Lies, and Allies. Looking forward to this final. Looking forward to that Nelson Thomas win. Please, Nelly T, bring it home. I believe, I believe, I believe. I will talk to you again soon. Until then, peace.